Exploding Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Everyone, welcome to tonight's show. I am speaking with Paul Alexander Nolan, who is currently performing at the Court Theater in Bright Star, the musical. Paul was most recently seen on Broadway as Pasha, let me see if I can say it, Strelnikov. Pretty good. In Dr. Zhivago, for which he received a 2015 Outer Critics Circle nomination. Very cool. He's currently playing the role of Jimmy Ray Dobbs in Steve Martin and Evie Burkell's musical Bright Star. So we were talking before. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And we were talking before, and I was like looking for like a Canadian accent, and I don't hear it. Uh, you grew up in Canada, though. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> Where in Canada? Uh, I grew up in Saskatchewan, Canada, which is a west, one of the western provinces. Mm-hmm. Very flat where mm-hmm. I grew up. It's like your typical farmland. Uh, yeah. Like so farmland with, like, did you have cows on your property? Grain, and... grain. It was a grain farm. So okay. My, uh, my dad owned uh, and operated with his brother nearly five and a half thousand acres of land. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you pitch in at all? And oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> By choice? or <laughs> You know, I uh, sometimes not, but uh, some of my favorite memories of growing up were working on the farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you have one that comes to mind? Well, several. Uh, you know, I used to have to mow all of the, the grass around the bins mm-hmm. and whatnot so that the, you know, the, the trucks could get in easily because, you know, the grass would grow meters high if, mm-hmm. you, if you let it and go yeah. to seed and, and, and whatnot. So that was one of the gross jobs because I have such bad allergies and it's so dry in Saskatchewan usually that that kind of dust would just mess me up. My nose would be plugged for days. My eyes would be red. <laughs> I used to ha- I'd take a shot glass, fill it with milk, and... and and put the milk in my eye no. let it, because it helps soothe. Does it? Yeah, this, I've it never does. heard this before. Yeah, I've heard about neti pots, never <clears throat> milk in the eye. Yeah, milk in the eye, man. <laughs> it was like one of my only, like, it, cool milk on the eyeball. Okay. Seriously, I'm not even messing with you. So would you do that now? <laughs> I would, but I haven't had such bad allergies since, so... See, I think your parents were smart. That's why they gave you that job, so they wouldn't have to do right, that. Right, <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the crummier jobs, but, uh, you know, that and hoeing weeds mm-hmm. by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad planted three, well, two and a half miles of shelter belt weed, um, trees, mm-hmm. and when the trees were saplings, of course, you can't... Um, with a rotor tiller around them. These are all words that I'm probably like, sure, the Broadway audience can. is not <laughs> used to hearing, but it's a machine that or digs up any the earth. And, <laughs> yeah, it digs up the earth and kills the weeds and all of that. And you can't spray it because the spray it with chemicals because the trees are too young to oh. to and they will kill the trees. Oh. So you have to hoe it by hand, and that's two and a half miles oh. of weeds and that was a crappy job yeah but that's one of my favorite you know character building stories of being a kid mm-hmm. uh and then the great jobs would be running the machinery i loved running oh the, yeah the that's machines. like a guy's fantasy oh probably. yeah it was yeah. awesome <laughs> now is does your family still own that farm uh dad doesn't uh farm anymore mm-hmm. his brother does okay and my brother-in-law and sister still farm do you get back to canada much yeah i do you yeah. do yeah, to escape yeah. New York City for a bit and Absolutely. get back to your roots. Yeah. So how did you end up in New York? Um, 
well a long time after I left high school uh, the how I got here was Jesus Christ Superstar in 2012 uh, our production from the Stratford Festival in Canada uh -huh. in Stratford Ontario uh, was transferred to Broadway uh, by the Dodgers and Des Mackinoff. Oh, wow. um, the Dodgers being the producers uh -huh. of Dodgers uh -huh. not the baseball team right, right. <laughs> um, and uh, they they uh, they made it happen. They brought the entire Canadian cast mm -hmm. up here, and we got to do it here for four months. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Had you ever played? What role did you play, Jesus Christ? I did. Yeah. And had you played that role before? I like played any? it twice before. Uh huh. In two different productions. Oh wow. Yeah. Is it? Does it evolve for you when you play a role more than once? Does it evolve for you each time you play it? Of was, course. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, the first time I played him, I was twenty-five, and then the third time I played him, mm -hmm. which was ultimately the one I did in New York, mm -hmm. I was thirty-three. Mm -hmm. The age of Jesus when he was crucified. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it absolutely evolved. I became a better singer, first of all. I definitely became better at my, my acting chops. Got better through the years, and uh, and uh, you know this the the production of it was a lot more expensive. So mm -hmm. it really met the needs of a rock concert kind of show. And, yeah. And Des Des's direction on that was unparalleled. It was awesome. Yeah, I saw that show. It was did you? You were great. In it. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Thanks. But um, but what I most remember you from was, of course, Doctor Zhivago, which I most recently saw, mm -hmm. um, and Well Before Bright Star, and you to me stood out. So I mean, it was an incredibly talented cast in general, mm -hmm. but you stood out for me. I don't know, maybe it was, of course, the wonderful acting and the transformation you go through in that show. Mm -hmm. um, I truly love the show. I saw it twice mm -hmm. in the short run that it had. Um, were you surprised to see it close so quick, or? Uh, yes, it w of course I was. I mean, yeah. it was. Uh, you, you know, you creating a Broadway show is kind of like birthing a child without the extreme physical pain. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so you spend all this time and obsess, you know, I, I, I tend to get obsessive when I'm working on a character and creating it and, you know, hopefully I get to work on it long enough that I let a bit of that obsession go and have my real life again. Mm -hmm. um, or do you stay in character off stage and like, are you, uh, I forget, what's you know, the word for that? The, that's uh, method, I yeah, guess. Yeah, method. Uh, <laughs> it depends on the part. Are you, you Jimmy, know? am I talking to Jimmy Ray Dobbs right now? <laughs> <laughs> am I to Partially. I mean, I, I don't know if I would go that far. It, um, but you do put a lot of your thought energy into figuring out the, the problems. The not problems, as in like the problems in the script or anything like. But but uh, the problems of the character. Uh -huh. Figuring out what is working and what isn't, and how to how to you know how to get inside uh -huh, the imagination uh -huh. work of it. And so that's where I would say I'm obsessive. Is I I continue to work out the imagination side of what my job well it's a dark i mean it's a dark, it was a dark show a dark role like it had a lot of depth to it for to explore i would think mm -hmm. yeah yeah in fact i get asked to play those parts a lot it's i i start kind of thinking why well, am i asked to play all these tortured people uh and uh because you know you know i think of myself as sometimes a serious person but i'm a goofball really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've got to play something really goofy and funny here mm -hmm. eventually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so how do you, you know, as an actor and as a person, you know, when something disappointing like that happens, it closes quickly, you know, you've invested all this energy. And I will say one thing for a special, like, 
I'm so happy that at least they were able to get the soundtrack made, mm -hmm. to be able to get that um, put together, because it's beautiful music. For anyone that hasn't heard it, they should check it out. Mm -hmm. um, just beautiful music by Lucy Simon. But um, how do you as an actor and as a person handle that? Handle that well, disappointment you know, and... I don't know. It it would depend on each, you know, from job to job. Obviously, the financial repercussions can be hard, especially in New York City, which is when you're not working, it's it can cripple you pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I I I don't take that on much. It's not part. It's not my job to produce. It's not my job to write. It's my job to act, and I did my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I did it well, mm -hmm. and that's all I could take responsibility for. Um, obviously, it was disappointing that people didn't come uh, in 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 droves to keep our show open and um, and like let us have some fun showing them mm -hmm. this beautiful music mm -hmm. and this beautiful story. But um, you know, I just took it in stride. It's like well, mm -hmm. I just. Accepted it and moved on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And on a brighter note, <laughs> we got a little cheesy here. We're, you're in Bright Star right mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. um, which is a fantastic show. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Mm -hmm. The staging is so unique for this show. I'm not going to give it away, but it's just really cool staging. Um, how did you? T how did taking on this role come about? Well, the I think the casting or possibly Walter. I don't really know who Walter Bobby, our director had me in mind for the part, I think. At least that's what I like to believe. And they brought me in to read for it. And so I read the script before I ever auditioned, and I fell in love with it. Uh, I've told a story before that I read it on a plane and was shocked by it mm -hmm. and totally emotionally involved and, and engaged and cried on this flight. You know, I don't often have that response to something I've read. Yeah. Um, and I was completely emotionally involved in this stunning script by Steve Martin. And so I thought, I've got it. I, I'm going to do this. I just knew that it was mine. I knew that it was my destiny to do this show. Mm -hmm. Weirdly, because Bright Star really kind of is one of the themes is your destiny. And, yeah. Um, and so uh, obviously that me thinking that, oh, this is perfect for me is not going to get me the job. Mm -hmm. I had to do the work and do the auditions. What, did you, what about did you relate to the most? Uh, you know, I really like playing characters that change a lot uh, and, and go through a lot. Mm -hmm. And so the arc of who Jimmy Ray is as an 18-year-old versus who he is as a 41-year-old mm -hmm. is gigantic. Though the audience doesn't get to see that arc. Mm -hmm. It happens drastically off stage, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you leave Jimmy Ray with, uh, as an eighteen-year-old, uh, having just been given information that will change his life forever. And then the next time you see him, a several scenes later, he's forty-one, mm -hmm. and completely uh, a ghost of himself. At least how, that's how I think of him, and he's a shell of oh, a person yeah. that he used to be. And um, I like playing characters like that, like Strelnikov and Pasha mm -hmm. in Zhivago. Mm -hmm. And so that, that attracted me a lot although, to although it. this character is a little more likable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pasha was likable, hopefully. And Pasha that's was, why you yeah. got on board with Strelnikov. But mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, I, I I think on top of that, Jimmy Ray has so much heart. He is bright. He is whip sharp and smart, and and I can relate to his passion. I can relate to his humor, and I can also relate to his grief when he's an older person. Uh-huh. And so I get to use all kinds of myself in it that are truthful and they're not a far reach for me. And I really like using myself in my work. I don't like pretending. I like to do it. Uh I figure if I'm going to be an actor, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to pretend I'm doing it. I'm going to go there. Is there more free... Does a show give you more freedom as an artist when you're originating a role versus, you know, taking on a role that's already been established? I think it depends on the show. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I came in and, di- and was a replacement for the lead in Once, the mm-hmm. role of Guy. Also, an And I have to role. say, it was like the, you know, that, that show when I saw it was the best thing I'd ever seen. It's like a perfect show. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from the theater thinking, first of all, this is a perfect piece of theater. Secondly, this is why I do theater. Thirdly, I know that that's a great part for me, but I don't ever need to do it because mm-hmm. it was perfect. And so coming in to do it was completely daunting because uh, there was nothing to improve on. Mm-hmm. And, but what I realized having you know, played the part and being given the freedom to be myself in the role of Guy because the creative team is so smart and trusted that script so entirely, rightfully, mm-hmm. uh, I walked away from... I walked into that and got to bring me to it. And the script is bigger than any actor. So you get out of the way and you and you let the script and the story be the story mm-hmm. through you. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it can be, you know, with other shows being a replacement, depending on the kind of show and the type of storytelling, it... it, it you probably do need to honor what was already there. Um, you know, I can't give you any specific examples because I haven't been a replacement on in anything except for once. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I do really like originating. For me, it feels I feel more freedom just because I give myself more permission, and I don't feel like I have to live up to what somebody did so that the cast around me isn't abruptly damaged by my Mm -hmm. ideas. (laughs) (laughs) What is the hardest part of playing Jimmy, do you think? Um, Honestly, tapping into the the stuff that's ugly, the stuff Mm -hmm. that's that sucks the, mm-hmm. the dark stuff it, yeah I mean it, I also enjoy it in some weird masochistic way because it <laughs> it's uh, you know acting isn't meant to be therapy but but I think looking at yourself and, and the things that that are hard is a good thing mm-hmm. um, so I mean it's part of my job and I uh, but it is also the hard, hardest part because sometimes you're like I just don't want to go there I don't want to I don't want to go there yeah. psychologically. I, yeah. Your body is just like, no man, I'm not doing it. And that's where technique comes in, and mm-hmm. you use your technique a little more. And, and uh, at the end of the day, acting is not real. It is. We are, we are putting ourselves through something that is actually not real. But your body doesn't know the difference. Right. You know, sure. whether it's falling, falling in love or, or being murdered or, mm-hmm. you know, 
having someone betray you, your body does not know the difference. You put yourself psychologically through it, and your body goes through it. So it's an incredibly stressful thing to do to be an actor. Yeah. So how do you how do you break away and you know keep yourself like even just physically okay? You know when you're putting yourself through that stress every night. Well, I think. <clears throat> That is a, always a work in progress because from role to role it requires different things of you. The hardest time I had with it was playing Jesus. Uh, yeah. um, simply because, uh, well, it was such a, such a hugely spiritual event um, and, and, uh, and such a human story. I don't know, I can't really explain it with that because uh, it, a lot of it was so intuitive that I didn't really know why I was connected to it or, or what it was. But I mean, um, but that was, that was the hardest show that I've done to figure out how to walk away. Yeah. I didn't think I was Jesus, that's not what no, I mean, but, no, no. but to walk away from the, the grief of that kind of uh, agony. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be hard sometimes. It took a to while to figure that yeah. out. I used yoga eventually. I was I was doing yoga. Oh really? And that helped clear. You still do yoga? Uh, I do. Not as much. I went back to the gym and lifted, started lifting weights again mm -hmm. to play Jimmy Ray because I, both me and Walter Bobby felt mm -hmm. I needed to have a little more strength, a little more physical size, mm -hmm. and so I'm doing that now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, had you ever sang uh, country bluegrass music before? I don't really think so. No. no, not really. Were you nervous at all about that? Or? No, I, I wasn't. Uh, there, there are the voices to me um, like a costume. You yeah. know, you if you have proper technique, you just try on different styles, like you try on clothes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some styles obviously for everybody's voice fit better than others. And some voices don't do different styles. They do their own voice. And I kind of love those kinds of singers because I'm like, they have just such a distinct voice. I don't feel like I've got a distinct voice. I feel like I change. I feel like a changeling and I try to fit. Mm -hmm. I, try to tr I try on the implications of each style. Yeah. And uh, like an accent or dialect, I, they do something to you that puts you in an energy center or a psychological center that um, that informs who you are mm -hmm. and so that's what I why I, I love music for that reason yeah and um, for you I mean there's so many takeaways from the show I mean messages of love and, and life and family and pursuing your dreams and for you what's the biggest takeaway forgiveness possibly you know um, and Very hope, important. yeah, um, yeah. I would, I, I would say, uh, yeah. I would say those are kind of the two, mm -hmm. the two biggies. Yeah. As you mentioned, as you mentioned earlier, um, you know, Edie Brickell and, and Steve Martin. Um, Steve Martin wrote it, and Edie Brickell did, did the music. Um, well, correction. Steve and Edie both wrote the music. Edie wrote the lyrics. The lyrics. Okay. Um, and Steve wrote the book. Right, that's correct, yes. which is amazing to me. You know, you think of Steve Martin as just doing comedies mm -hmm. and to, to pull off this show, I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. How involved have they been in the process? Very. They were with us throughout all the rehearsals in New York and uh, the, the previews in Washington and the shows in Washington. And then when we came back to New York to re-rehearse the mm -hmm. show and implement some changes, they were also uh, there all the time. Mm -hmm. Um 
dedicated to improving the show and and uh, and working with us to make it great. What Steve likes, he cracking jokes all the time. Is no, he, is you, he know, serious, Steve, you know, serious. He's a serious guy. He's serious yeah. about the work. He doesn't make the room about himself. Neither does Edie. Um, they're really humble, generous people, um, and I think that that shows up on mm -hmm. in the work. You know, their generosity shows up in the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't say enough about them. I just think. I just think they're amazing artists. Now, you're married to Keely. Mm -hmm. I found this out online. Did you <laughs> my research? Oh, good. It's online. <laughs> What's not online is how did you two meet? Um, we met doing a production of Tommy and Fiddler. Tommy and Fiddler at the Stratford Festival. Like Tommy, the Who's Tommy? The Who's Tommy. Oh. Des Mackinoff uh, did uh, an absolute revival of it at the mm -hmm. Stratford Festival mm -hmm. in 2013. And Keely and I met there doing that show. Uh, I played Cousin Kevin. She was one of the nurses. She mm -hmm. sang that very famous line, It's a boy, Mrs. Walker, it's oh, a boy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and we played opposite each other in Fiddler. <laughs> I think, you know what, I think Tommy should come back to Broadway, yeah. if it's, even if it's just for a limited run. Yeah. It's a Absolutely. phenomenal show. It's phenomenal. I mean, the the first ten minutes is a masterpiece. I've only I've never been able to see it, but um, I didn't live out here then. But I've heard yeah. all the music, and it is well, such a fantastic happen. show. Let's yeah. do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> let's produce and it. And it's probably the most fun Keely, I've ever had in my professional career was playing playing really? cousin Kevin. He was. And so in Fiddler, what role did you? Both I played play? Fiedka. She played Hava. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. great. It was awesome. I was on stage for ten minutes a night. It was mm. great. Was it love at first sight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, I would say. I, I wasn't at a, in, a, in a place to be interested in a relationship, and uh, um, slowly I just couldn't, you know, deny how kind and funny she is, mm -hmm. and uh, I reluctantly um, <laughs> couldn't stop myself from loving her. So, you know, I, I she she was a gift, a real gift Aww. in my life. Is she, she still is. in the industry as well? Yep, yeah, she is. In fact, she's in Canada right now playing Hope in Anything Goes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what's the key? I mean, both of you being in this industry, uh, it's hard enough for the moment one person's in, but what's the key to a successful marriage um, in this crazy industry? God, God help me if I know. I uh, would ask anybody the same question. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's um, it's always a choice. You, you know, you, this is... Uh, I don't mean to sound flip, but you have to wake up and choose it. And, it's, you know, it's easier when you're with someone as generous as my wife because I all I do is try to match that kind of generosity mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, live up to the person she thinks I am, you know. Uh, so it's, it, it's a little easier. Like, you know, honestly, I, I, would, I would say that uh, selfishly I get everything I want career-wise, and mm -hmm. she doesn't and she's okay with it mm -hmm. um uh, because she prefers to be together and i obviously prefer to be together but what i prefer is that she's happy so mm -hmm. um when she gets to get on stage and she needs to she does it and uh so i i would say with with actors it's tricky because a lot of a lot of us are so ambitious that we always put the work first <clears throat> and uh and uh, Keely doesn't. She puts me first. Do either of you want to do film or TV at any point? I'd like to, yeah. You'd like to, yeah. yeah. It's amazingly funny. <laughs> That'll be your... <laughs> any, honestly, anything. It's such a different... It's just such a different medium that uh, the learning curve for me would be huge. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I really, I really love films. I love them. I love television and, and, and what is possible as an actor on them. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I hope that I get the chance to... I mean, it's not, obviously not on the air anymore, but I could, the first thing that comes to mind is you being like one of the vampires in True Blood. Oh! <laughs> it's like instantly pops Why? in my head. I Why? don't know! Oh, interesting. Okay. All right, another dark character. I know. Can't, uh-huh. can't get away from those. So when you have free time, what do you like to do? Um, if I could do this career uh-huh. in New York uh-huh. and be a Broadway star uh-huh. and then fly home in my chopper to my cabin in the woods uh-huh. that was hundreds of kilometers, miles for the American audience, uh-huh. from <laughs> the nearest person, that's what I would do. I love the woods. I love to hike. I, I love being out on a lake. Uh-huh. Um, you get to Central Park much? or? You know, we lived on the Upper West Side for our first year here, and we did all the time. Yeah. Now we're near Prospect Park, so mm-hmm. we go there. Uh, we just moved, so we will go there yeah, when yeah. we have a, a waking moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, taking the train out of New York is a good idea. I don't do it as often as I want to or should. Sure. Um, so you're a country uh, boy at heart. I am. And uh, I love playing the guitar. You can see I've got yeah. two guitars yeah, in this yeah. room, which is... Really, really. Is that how you like sad. unwind before before a show or? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Between between shows on a double, I play. I usually play. I probably drive my cast nuts, but uh, and I'm not good enough to have two guitars, but I do. <laughs> What's one thing you'd like to tell your 15 year old self? Worry less. Mm-hmm. Have you Have you been able to? Ah, uh, work to in progress. Work yeah, in progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting being being. Um, you know, being from a fairly practical background, uh, and fu- you know, like they're, they're, I feel like uh, I feel a huge duality because I obviously do a career that is not practical, um, but I have this whole other side of me that is incredibly practical, having grown up in a on a in a town of four hundred and eighty people on a farm, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so it's hard to, you know, what you can get fearful and think, well, what if this job ends early and will I ever work again? And why am I going for my green card? Uh, maybe they'll never hire me again and I'll have wasted all that money and time. You, but that's just not Are the you right going way. For to, that right now? Yeah. Oh, yes. Congrats. Thank you. Um, but that's not the right way to think. You 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 just have to embrace life, and so. Uh, and so it will follow, I think, you know, and take things as they come. Totally. Great advice for anyone. Hopefully. Easier to say than to do. Of course. But, uh, of course. you know, um, life has been pretty good to me. So Definitely has. Now I have a game for us. It's uh-huh. called Speed Through. We're going to uh-huh. rapid fire some questions okay. at right, you. Right, right. All right. So I just have to say, answer this as soon as they come into my head? Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> Morning. I can't be trusted. <laughs> right, exactly. Go. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. What did you have for breakfast today? Coffee and protein powder. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not mixed together. No. Biggest pet peeve. Oh, gosh. Oh, changing the key in a song that I was already singing. <laughs> and then singing it in your own key. <laughs> Three things you can't live without. Um, my wife, um, coffee, and my instruments. If you had a betta fish, what would you name him? A betta fish? What is that? Are these like Japanese fighter fish? They're like blue. They what would I name him? Yeah. Cuddles. Yeah, that's great. New York City or LA? New York. Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Fallon. If you were going to dinner at Steve Martin's house, what would you bring? 
gosh, maybe sake. Because I don't know if he's drank sake. Yeah. I'm sure he has, but... Uh, <laughs> You're yeah. a sake fan. I do. I One like word it. that sums up your experience thus far in Bright Star. Joy. Joy. Mm -hmm. One way you live life to the fullest every day. Passion. Awesome, you did it. Yeah. Pump out to that one. All right. Thanks for being on the show today. That was so fun. I enjoyed great. this. This e was great. Everyone, go get your tickets to see Paul Alexander Nolan in Bright Star. It's currently playing on Broadway at the Court Theater. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at the Erica Finn Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.